Welcome to Let Love, a podcast with the Sisters of Life. We invite you to join us for conversation, looking at life through the lens of love. You are loved, you are made in God's image, and your life matters. Let's talk about it. Praise be to God. We are back. This is Sister Anuste. And this is Sister Veritas, and we're here with Let Love Podcast. And we are talking about how to let love be your core strength. And today we're going to talk about how to keep your soul healthy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Body and soul. Body. Let's keep it real. Keep it healthy. But our souls, right? Yeah. We need them healthy. We can we can forget. Like our souls, right? You can, you can forget. Like in the same way with your body, you can kind of forget about these awesome muscles and parts and organs that keep you cooking. Right. And you can take them for granted. Right. But then... When they start hurting, you need to take care of them. <laughs> right. And we're going to go inside and we're going to say, gosh, what do we have to acknowledge to keep our soul healthy? That's a great question. Yeah. But before we do, I'm kind of thinking, how was your day? <laughs> just because sometimes it's just good to ask that question before you start talking about something. Yeah. yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, it was a great day. Yeah. Worked worked a lot on some projects and nice. it's gorgeous out. Yeah. You know, some emails, things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 email, yeah, that can be. Yeah, yeah. That's something, you know. Yeah. How was your day? Yeah, I mean, gosh, on the whole reality of emails, it's like, you know, like that whole like autocorrect word thing? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think I must be just old school, but I absolutely do not like it. <laughs> I just would rather correct myself. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't we all? <laughs> I mean, seriously, like just what it does to my name. Like, obviously, yeah. like, the people who are writing that program aren't tapped into, like, religious names. Mm, you're right. Which, again, I don't I don't judge them for that. I don't blame them for that. Right. But, like, you should know, I mean, okay, on you stay, I try to type it out. All of a sudden, I go from being a lamb of God to a cow of God. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Angus Day? Yeah. It's really different. It's different. Than on you staying. It is. <laughs> it feels different inside and it feels different to my ears. Like I really do feel called to be called Sister On You Stay, not Sister Angus Day. Right. And it matters. Little little letters in different places matter. Amen. Yeah. Or or I get called a spice of God. Like yeah. Anise. Oh, like the Anise seed. Right. Oh. I know. It's like all of a sudden I'm a spice of God. <laughs> I, I I feel called to be a lamb of God. <laughs> I mean, or like if you do like try to talk to a cell phone. Yeah, yeah. Like Sister on You Stay. Yeah. You know what it comes out as? What? Sister Have a Nice Day. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that fits you pretty well. Thanks, Sister. I mean, I guess that one is a little bit of a bonus. Do you have anything like that? Yeah, your I mean your name is is really beautiful. Mine is too, but like that, I think your name has more <laughs> it's vulnerable. Op- yeah, yeah, it has more kind of options that way. Um not 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 as many. I mean, I have Sister Virtus. I've gotten that one. <laughs> Sister Beatrice. Sister I love Virtus. the name Beatrice, but it's not my name. It's not your name. Um I have gotten people have asked me when I've said my name. I've had some people say like Wow, your parents named you Veritas, and I was like, "Well, not exactly." But amen. As religious women, we knew this life had some risks. Yeah, and so yeah, I think for the record, my name is Sister Anuste, but you know, we're gonna cope and work with yeah. autocorrect. Everything else that happens. And amen, right? Because amen. there's a power greater within. I can I can live strong. Totally. Um, and that's what I want to talk about, actually, is one of my favorite, um, in a sense, parts of our interior 
world and life. Mm-hmm. And it's something I stand in awe before. Yeah. It's actually, I think, one of the most beautiful, beautiful aspects of our being, like mm-hmm. something that God put within us. And um, John Paul II, I'm going to keep building this up. <laughs> John Paul II really spotlighted this as something so essential to be attentive to and awake to and alive to mm. in seeking to reach our spiritual potential in God and to live a life of holiness and truth and beauty and goodness that we've been made for. And this is the conscience. Whoa. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And- and often not talked about, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's really important. And uh, and actually, sister, as you're speaking about it, it's so beautiful and wonderful. Mm-hmm. It, it's actually, it, it uh, it's like a fresh look at mm-hmm. what the conscience is. Why is it so awesome? Why mm-hmm. is it part of um, actually our dignity as human persons and, and made in, in the likeness of God? It's amazing. It really is amazing. It's an incredible strength. We're going to just talk about it. Okay. Should we pray first? Yeah, that'd be awesome. Thanks, sister. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Lord Jesus. Jesus, thank you for your love and your mercy. Thank you for making us in your image and likeness, your beloved sons and daughters. Lord, we ask you just to enlighten us, enlighten our minds, our hearts, uh, with the knowledge of your love, your truth, uh, and how that truth can set us free and, and help us to know the greatness to which you call us. We entrust to you our needs, our intentions, all those in our lives. To you and to our Blessed Mother as we pray, Hail Mary, full of of grace, grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Our Lady of Life, pray Pray for us. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Amen. Well, sister, I, I'm really excited to talk about this, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I, my first question, like, what is it? What oh is the conscience? What does that mean when we say that? Excellent. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So maybe I can kick it off with a few quotes and images. And mm-hmm. maybe you got some, too. Yeah, totally. Let's see how this goes. Listen, okay. The Catechism, 1795, says, The conscience is man's most secret core and his sanctuary. There he is alone with God, whose voice echoes in his depths. Whoa, our secret core. This is another um, quote, something that the Second Vatican Council observed. In the depths of his conscience, man detects a law which he does not impose on himself, but which holds him to obedience. Mm. Isn't this awesome? Mm-hmm. It continues, it's always summoning him to love good and avoid evil. Super powerful. Another aspect of this diamond, we're just looking at facets of a diamond here. Mm -hmm. The council defined the conscience as the sanctuary of man. And again, this is an echo of the catechism where he is alone with God, whose voice echoes within him. Um, Another just level or layer to look at this with is, you know, Bonaventure, St. Bonaventure, he gave word to it like this. He taught that the conscience is like God's herald and messenger. Um, That the conscience is the witness of God himself uh, within a man's soul. And I do, I mean, I think 
beautiful quotes, beautiful words, and it brings you into this secret core. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is like soul strength. I like to think of like, as I think of it experientially, like this candle mm-hmm. within a dark room, like bringing light, illuminating, or sometimes like those Christmas cards. Mm-hmm. I look at those like uh, night scenes where it, there's snow and all you can see is like a candle in the window of a little house in the distance, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's like this deep, it draws you into that deep, beautiful center of yourself. Or even like, I don't know, I feel freer to kind of tap into this place in prayer or when I'm looking at the stars, right? As you're looking at a starry night, you know, where have I been? Where am I and where am I going? And and this this compass within me yeah. that can tell me um, something more. Yeah. Something more about that and all the deep questions of my heart as I'm seeking natively, mm-hmm. just because I'm human, I'm going to be seeking truth, beauty, and goodness. Mm-hmm. And this great gift of my conscience allows me to follow after that um, as I stay true to it. Um, and it's like, shoot, I hear God. I hear God there. Like this place is so sacred, sister. It is. It is. And, and sister, as you're speaking, there's I think there's a reality of like what St. Augustine says, you know, Lord, our hearts are restless until they rest in you. Mm. We're always seeking him, yearning for him. And why? It's because we've been made in his image and likeness. Um, we're hardwired, you could say, for his love, for his glory, for his peace, for his strength, for his joy. And and everything we're looking for is is trying to be filled with that, you know. Mm. Um and so I love how you describe the conscience, um, you know, and, and it's in a way it's like, um, it, as you're saying, God's voice. And, you know, I think we can always, we can ask ourselves, you know, how can I, how can I know God's will for me? How can I hear his voice? And yes, there's like the sense of the vocational kind of discernment or what is he calling me to in terms of a big V vocation, but mm-hmm. also the day to day, like, what is he asking me? Mm-hmm. And the little tugs on my heart and it's, it's his voice, mm-hmm. you know, follow me, follow me. Um, and it's what a beautiful thing to be constantly called by the Lord to follow him. And I think in a way that's what conscience is, is mm. that he's calling us to follow him, you know, and when we feel the pull of conscience, mm-hmm. it's actually we're feeling God's choice of us. Wow, sister. Yeah. That is so powerful. Well, even as you speak, um, harkens to another catechism quote, mm-hmm. uh, 1798, it says a well-formed conscience is upright and truthful. It formulates its judgments according to reason in conformity with the true good willed by the wisdom of the creator. Everyone must avail himself of the means to form his conscience. Mm. Um, and I'll talk about, I think we will, we'll talk about that more later, but even tapping into the the moment that I awakened to this, or it's kind of <laughs> fun to think about as kids when you're like, hmm, there's something inside me telling me something is either right or wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, right? And it's it's a powerful force. Yeah. And it's a powerful thing to become aware of yeah. and attentive to. Mm-hmm. Actually, I remember, and I think I've actually told this story uh, before in a previous episode, but just like to focus in on the human experience of this, mm-hmm. right? I think being like three or four, I have a twin sister mm-hmm. and we're in, at the grocery store with mom. And, you know, here we get back into the car and I'm thrown into my booster seat, or my car seat, whatever I was in at the time. <laughs> and I just remember looking over and seeing my twin sister eating this chocolate bar. <laughs> and something in me knew that's not her chocolate bar. Oh, no. 
how did she get that chocolate bar? And um, I think something's wrong. I think something is seriously wrong here. And it's like I could feel my little, you know, four-year-old heart, like, kind of like withdrawing within itself and mm-hmm. saying, what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. Um, and sure enough, yeah. As as the story goes, mom, as soon as she noticed, where did you get that? <laughs> We're back at the store apologizing to the manager. Um, or, I mean, right when your brother punches you. Right, right. Something is terribly wrong. Right. I mean, this, the injustice. Yes. Um, you feel indignant. Something is wrong. Um, yeah. And uh, this is our the beauty and the gift of our conscience. Right. Uh, helping us to to choose rightly and to also discern life as it as it happens right and we like you're saying we have that sense from our, our earliest times like yeah. when we're little and it's like that's right that's wrong or we know it's like no mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. shouldn't be happening you know and i mean i remember watching dumbo as a three-year-old <laughs> dumbo's mother was locked in prison oh <laughs> sorry <laughs> it's so sad it's not really a matter of conscience maybe just mix that one <laughs> But it's it's really true. Like we remember these times. Like and and also I think the experience of of knowing that we can act or we cannot act, you know? Like I have this this prompting in my heart to act or not to act. And and even as a kid, like I remember I remember that. Like I'm just a funny example, but like seeing this mangy dog yeah. walking um on the sidewalk alone. And I remember just being so struck. It was like so skinny. I've never seen an animal so skinny. Aww. It was like terrible. And I remember being struck and kept walking. But then it was like this thought occurred to me like we have the power to change that dog's life, you know. <laughs> but it was and it's not necessarily like a huge moral situation, but it was like the experience of like I can act or not act, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, I, that was very striking to me as a, as a kid mm-hmm. um, and, and voicing that to my parents. And then we, you know, we did. We, we helped and acted. But it's mm-hmm. yeah, it's we know. It sounds like conscience is like a lighthouse. Yeah. Right? It lights the way. Um, and the beauty of it, the gift of it, mm-hmm. uh, and being attentive to it. Because I think kind of like the abdominals are for our our physical integrity, right? Like they help us to sit up straight mm-hmm. and like, you know, everyone loves some strong abdominals. It's like, <laughs> I mean, and I think it's actually, it, it fails in many regards, but like if we don't attend to mm-hmm. our conscience and tap into this great power and the strength that we have mm-hmm. and 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 care for it well there we're gonna have some spiritual slouching yeah serious spiritual yeah. slouching. at least that yeah more yeah. serious problems <laughs> Amen. so in that sister it's like i mean what does this even look like how do we see this play out in mm-hmm. the lives of people who are living tuned in and mm-hmm and have this this strength uh, within them, keeping their soul healthy by caring well for their conscience. What does this even look like? Mm -hmm. Well, the first thing that comes to mind, actually, the first example is, um, I think, one of the new favorites in the convent, Franz Jagerstatter. Yeah. Blessed Franz Jagerstatter. Yeah, he is awesome. He's amazing. And I I know we've talked about him before, Mm -hmm. but he was a a conscientious objector Mm -hmm. uh, during Nazi Germany. He was an Austrian farmer. Um, and there's this fabulous movie, which I know we've mentioned, A Hidden Life. Uh, highly, highly recommend for many reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, he, Franz refused to take the oath um, of swearing loyalty to Hitler. Mm-hmm. And he wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And so he was um, taken and put in prison and beaten and tortured and eventually uh, killed um, wow. for that and just but stood strong and I mean at great cost you mm-hmm. know his family's back on the farm his his wife his kids 
Um, and she was supporting him and standing for for the truth. But there's this great scene in the movie, um, which I, I'm just going to read the yeah. script of because it's so powerful. So he's brought before, this is just as he was basically being tried. Wow. And he's brought before the judge. And the judge takes him to um, his own office, mm-hmm. private office. So the, basically the judge asks him a question, something to the mm-hmm. effect of like, do you know better? Or like, do you, you think you're better than others? Mm-hmm. You know. And Franz said, I'm just going to quote it. I don't know everything. A man may do wrong, and he can't get out of it to make his life clear. Maybe he'd like to go back, but he can't. But I have this feeling inside of me that I can't do what I believe is wrong. Hmm. And the judge says, do you have a right to do this? And Franz says, do I have a right not to? Wow. Wow. And this is, I mean, this is after he immense pressure mm-hmm. from a lot of different people in his life to to just sign the oath it doesn't matter what you're going to mm-hmm. do you know you can just pretend you don't really need to mean it mm-hmm. but he he's he's held very strong you know and do i have a right not to wow um i find that so moving he had stayed true to his conscience well it reminds me too at a point in the movie again capturing another powerful moment where he was receiving pressure from, uh, I don't know if it was one of the officers or his lawyer or whatever it was. And he's like, listen, just sign this document. Mm-hmm. Like, listen, you can just say the words. You don't have to believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they were just saying, it doesn't matter. Just sign it. And, you know, basically you'll be free. Mm-hmm. This is, is what this man says to him. And it's a so powerful. Franz simply says, I am free already. Mm. So, whoa, I think of of the many saints and blessings that we know illuminates the beauty of the conscience the mm-hmm. power of it uh staying true to it mm-hmm. um and staying true to the sacred place mm-hmm. that god has placed within each of us uh towards uh, orienting our lives mm-hmm. um in truth mm-hmm. and in beauty and in goodness and that Franz paid the ultimate price. Yeah. I mean, and even if you look at World War II, there was a number of people who who in doing and choosing for the right thing, mm-hmm. in a sense, not just going with the flow and saying, no, I cannot, I cannot cooperate with this. Mm-hmm. I cannot participate in this. Um, I mean, you think about uh, Bonhoeffer, mm-hmm. who's an incredible Christian mm-hmm. um, and died for his faith. Uh, uh, Sophie Scholl, mm-hmm. um, also advocating for others mm-hmm. and and staying true, standing her ground. Um, there were so many yeah. heroes uh, in World War II um, as so many were being unjustly um, treated yeah. and killed. Yeah. And um, this is the power of conscience, though. It um, and it is so powerful when one bears witness to this sacred ground within ourselves. It's so true, sister. And I mean, it reminds me of, of the scripture where Jesus says, you know, don't put your light under a bushel basket, right? Mm-hmm. It's meant for the whole world, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to shine on the whole world. And yeah, like you think about people um, who stood by their conscience and refused to do what they believed was wrong, they actually changed history, right? Wow. You think of William Wilberforce and the slave trade, wow, right? Sister. The reason that there is no slave trade <laughs> is because William Wilberforce felt so compelled by his conscience mm-hmm. that he acted on it. Mm-hmm. Um, you think of Martin Luther King Jr., right? Mm-hmm. Um, civil rights. People who stood by their, by their conscience, um, a, you know, a well-formed conscience, wow. you know, formed in, in the truth and the beauty of the human person, um, and stood for truth, you know, and and it's because because conscience in a, in a way like it's it's what the end, you know, it's about love, 
the mm-hmm. Lord. It's mm-hmm. about relationship. It's about communion. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about having reverence for yourself, um, for your real capacity for greatness, mm-hmm. for your ability to choose the good. Well, right. True. And so it's like, what are we doing by following our conscience? We're letting love lead us. Wow, We're letting love take charge of our life. We're letting love have his way because that's ultimately what's going to be f- for our flourishing and our happiness. Wow. And that's how our conscience will light the way for us yeah. is in and towards love. Mm-hmm. Well, it reminds me as you're speaking sister, cause I'm like, Whoa, um, of scripture in John eight thirty two, you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. Yeah. And it will give you guts like Franz to say, I am free mm-hmm. actually that, I'm going to bear witness to the truth of who I am and actually to the truth of who you are and what we have all been made for. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is so powerful, sister. Mm-hmm. I mean, goodness. It's true, sister. And it's like this refusal to live by lies. Like, mm-hmm. I will not do it, you mm-hmm. know? Um, there's this great, it's kind of a refusal, you know, to trade the glory of God for something else, wow. right? There's a great line in scripture. I love praying when we pray the Psalms. They're talking about, you know, salvation history. They exchange the glory uh, of God for the image of a grass-eating ox, <laughs> you know? But wow. it's like, what does conscience allow us to do is actually stand by the glory we're made for. Wow, sister. Um, that is awesome. It's so beautiful. It's like, I hear that. It's like, this is not a burden. Yeah. This is not a wet blanket on life. This is something no. that ennobles us mm-hmm. and allows us to rise to the heights totally. that we've been called to. I mean, even if you think about, okay, Pinocchio. <laughs> I, love Pinocchio. I mean, <laughs> who gr- I grew up on this... And I mean, not to mention that this, I mean, I'm talking about the 1940s groundbreaking animation Pinocchio. Yeah. Right? Serious. Serious. But it's it's a tale that, I mean, even if you look at the history of that fairy tale, um, has actually shaped um, the world, Mm -hmm. has has been a favorite tale of so many because it actually speaks so powerfully to this. I mean, who does not remember the song? you have to let your conscience be your guide, right? Between little Jiminy Cricket and Pinocchio. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually love thinking about this because because if you think about Pinocchio's little sufferings, right? Like every time he lied, his nose grew longer. So unfortunate. I would hate that to happen to me. Right? Like it totally got in the way. It's totally burdensome. Like it's it's it really is, that's the drag on life. Yeah. And that actually it's in Pinocchio being able to choose for the good, mm-hmm. listen to the little cricket and mm-hmm. let his conscience be his guide, that he becomes a real boy. Yeah. And I think this is what our conscience actually does for us. It allows us to become the most real, mm-hmm. genuine, fully alive mm-hmm. version of ourselves because we are tuned and we are reverencing and we are following mm-hmm. that voice of the Lord yeah. that is whispering always in yeah. the depths of our hearts um, as we have the courage to live in this secret core Mm -hmm. and care well for it so sister like how do we care for our conscience Mm -hmm. what does that mean what does that look like Mm -hmm. yeah it's a really beautiful question sister Mm -hmm. like wow three little starting points uh basically i would say first we have to reverence it second we have to listen to it and three we have to form it Mm -hmm. um and so briefly maybe on those three things um first on reverencing it Mm -hmm. uh that it's through a life of prayer of silence, of stillness, Mm -hmm. of solitude with God, Mm -hmm. that we can be aware of this light Mm -hmm. within ourselves, this compass, this gift, Mm -hmm. this sacred ground, this sanctuary where we can speak with God and he can speak with us and we can move strong from that point. So first is like reverencing it and actually 
that is there's a discipline like totally slowing down and setting time aside for prayer yeah um not distracting yourself in the face of hard decisions it's Mm -hmm. like pulling back in my mind deep Mm -hmm. and within my heart Mm I agree, sister. I, I just want to add to that too. Like I know the catechism talks about the need for interiority, mm. right? And 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 having uh, a well formed conscience and living out of it. And um, that is so true because I think there's a reality in which we can actually kind of shut down or kind mm-hmm. of cover over mm-hmm. the voice of our conscience or or deaden it by mm-hmm. by our choices. You know, yep. just refusing to to listen to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's yeah, it's important. I love how you say that to reverence our conscience, reverence the conscience. Um, yeah, that this is actually the Lord, Lord's gift to us, a great gift um, that leads us to actually become more like him. Yeah, sister. Yeah, pulling away from distractions yeah. and being willing to listen. Yeah, And that's number two, is listening to it. Mm-hmm. And this can be hard because I think sometimes um, we might it might be challenging to right. hear what it is saying or to heed the invitation mm-hmm. it is giving. Uh, as you say, to follow after mm-hmm. that voice, um, even though it's a voice of love, it can mean yes, letting go of other things or turning turning the car around uh, mm-hmm. when shoot, uh, it's hard. It's really yeah. hard to do. Yeah, but listening mm-hmm. actually being uh, the root word of obedience mm-hmm. um, is to listen. Yeah, and actually being willing to to die to self mm-hmm. so that I can rise to my true self ultimately mm-hmm. in God. And so listening to it. I don't know if you have things to add there. Yeah, I think I, I love that sister. And I think it's just important. I think we all know or at some point in our life we know what conscience felt like or feels like. Mm-hmm. It's like that little tug, that little voice um, of, of invitation. Mm-hmm. That's I think that's another important thing about conscience. It's always an invitation. Mm-hmm. It's never a forcing or coercion because mm-hmm. the Lord respects our freedom so much to the point that he will allow us to choose against him, actually. Yes, it's, that's how much he loves us. He's, he will not force our love. And so it's like this invitation mm-hmm. and we know that, that feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, the more we listen to it, actually, um, the more we find that we can hear it better, mm-hmm. which is, which is something, mm-hmm. um, really powerful to be honest um so yeah listening to it and i think um also being aware too like there's ways that the conscience can overfire, underfire, or misfire you know kind of like right. me skipping stones i'm still working on it but like, <laughs> on the water yeah on the water yeah yeah I, i'm trying to learn from you because you're really good <laughs> well <laughs> i got i got two skips the other day i was really happy. no listen i i got to tell you my glory story i'm gonna can i interrupt you totally <laughs> No, listen, actually, that was a choice to like redeem the broken glass on the on the beach, wow. like all these broken bottles. And um, I was like, you know what? I'd rather I'd much rather be seeing beautiful seashells. But I'm going to I want to learn to skip some broken glass. And actually, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty good at skipping You're anything. You're pretty now. good. I saw you do 10 skips. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> she was amazing. OK, you win some, you lose some. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah, I want to I want to skip like that. Well, but but like, basically, <laughs> let's get back to what you were saying. Right? <laughs> yeah, some detours are good, but I think too, like listening to our conscience. But I think also knowing, and this is where having actually a spiritual director, someone, mm-hmm. um, you know, a priest we can talk to in our life is helpful. Um, and we'll get into this too in the third point, forming a conscience. But knowing, like, if yeah, if maybe if I have a tendency to scruples or I'm mm-hmm. too scrupulous, like mm-hmm. that's that's often you know, our conscience overfiring, mm-hmm. you know, because of fear or something like that. Or maybe my conscience is under firing because, you know, I'm kind of just haven't 
really given it much mind and Mm -hmm. kind of been you know indifferent or lack of effort or maybe it's misfiring maybe i form my conscience in ways that actually are not true to who i am and Mm -hmm. it's giving me kind of funny signals Mm -hmm. you know and and i think yeah so knowing and that kind of goes to our third point but that has to do with listening you know um listening well and intentionally um and uh yeah as the lord has called us to amen sister no i think it segues beautifully sister to just a third way that we can care for our souls which is to form it Mm -hmm. uh and how do I form my conscience? Uh, do I? What do I read? Mm-hmm. You know, am I reading about the truths of my faith? Am I reading about the lives of the saints, of people who have been confirmed that they've lived life with mm-hmm. heroic virtue and and goodness and in God's truth? Uh, am I seeking good counsel? Uh, right. And that is, it's like you know, mm-hmm. holy, faithful spiritual guides, good priests, um, mm-hmm. people who can lead me according to the light of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is too, like, am I going to confession regularly? Right. I mean, I think I love sharing with people. Like as sisters, we go at least every two weeks. I know John yeah. Paul II went every day. Yeah. And I can't tell you mm-hmm. the grace and the gift it has been to caring well for my conscience and growing in sensitivity mm-hmm. to to sin. Uh, that, whoa, the way that it lifts you up, the way that it frees you, the yeah. way that it allows you to grow habits that will lift me yeah. uh, towards the truth, beauty, and goodness that I've been made for. So, you know, yeah. regular confession, such yeah. a gift. Even an examination of consciousness, which mm. is different than an examination of conscience. Mm. And the reason I say that is it allows and grows this spiritual awareness of God's touches throughout the day that mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily looking at it on the level of conscience and morals, but actually how is the Lord's love leading me? Mm-hmm. And that actually has a way of motivating and drawing us mm-hmm. um, that can really strengthen actually our conscience definitely, and, and give us a, t- give us a taste for the good. Yeah. So I don't know, sister, yeah. if you have anything to add. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like that attentiveness to him. The greater we can grow in that, it's actually going to magnify in all aspects of our life, you know? Um, and as you were speaking, it it made me think of, like, gosh, how much time we give each day, even the little time to, like, brushing and flossing our teeth, you know? And it's like, do I care for my conscience as well as I care for my teeth, you know? Amen. And it's like, but but as you're saying, like, those those things actually are, like, this constant, this habit of forming our conscience, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I love everything you said. I also think even to um, nurturing friendships that wow. are going to buoy you up in that. So um, people who are going to help you um, tr- stay true to your conscience and choose the right and choose the true, even if it's hard mm-hmm. and back you up in that choice, right? Like that's so important. Um, I think, yeah, learning like the teachings of the church. It's like, you know, what's, yeah, what's, what's uh, the Lord calling me to in this, you yeah. know, like, um, teachings on life and love, sex and marriage, you know, things I don't understand. Learning. Yeah. You know, why does the church teach what she does? Yeah. Why why are some things actually detrimental for my soul? Mm-hmm. Why are some things good for my soul? Learning that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and actually, I think learning from experiences too. Mm-hmm. Like, gosh, when I did that thing, or I, I knew I didn't follow my conscience here, remember how I felt then, mm. right? Remember what that led to. And then when I did hear and I did follow my conscience, remember that experience and how I felt, what that led to. And being able to reflect on our own experience and contrast and compare that um, 
it kind of creates like this memory bank mm-hmm. of of conscience and prepares us for future glory honestly yeah. wow sister yeah that is just awesome wow well listen before we go anything else challenges invitations as we seek to care for our conscience and keep our souls healthy <laughs> <laughs> i uh I have two challenges. Mm-hmm. One would just be, um, you know, maybe every day, just read like a paragraph from the catechism, just to to learn, like what do we actually believe? It's awesome, you know, and just it, literally one paragraph. I mean, it's probably gonna take you like ten years to get through the whole thing. But mm-hmm. That's okay, but like one paragraph, like what what do I what does my faith actually teach? What do I believe? And that that will actually be a huge um, gift. Um, and then I think a second challenge too. I think there's realities in which we all, you know. Sometimes we don't listen to our conscience and we, we um, you know, we sin or we mm-hmm. kind of go along the wrong way. But I, I'm struck by something I read recently um, um, of John Paul II. And he basically, in a, to paraphrase, but basically is saying like man's dignity increases, you know, when he falls to his knees and admits he is in need of mercy. Wow. Um, and so I think, yes, you know, reading that, that paragraph from the Catechism each day, but also, um, to not be afraid to fall to our knees when we know we've gone the wrong way or we've made, you know, before the Lord, to fall to our knees before him and, and ask for mercy. And actually he, he elevates us. He raises us up. Um, and so, yeah, that's confession, um, which is the most powerful way, but daily, you know, our daily examine, um, and to let, to, yeah, to let him in, to let love speak there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful sister. Mm-hmm. Wow. What about you before we go? Before we go, you know, I think I just want to go back to the element of reverence Mm -hmm. and that, and I love that you speak about mercy, sister, that um, I think sometimes we can just be afraid Mm -hmm. to go there. We can be afraid of what we'll find there. We can be afraid of listening. And, and I would say just to ask for the grace to step back and allow the Holy Spirit to fill your heart with reverence Mm -hmm. for this place within you. Um, and in that courage to go and be there mm-hmm. with the Lord, ask the Holy Spirit to lead you there uh, and to take five minutes, 10 minutes, just to to be with him mm-hmm. there in the the sanctuary um, mm-hmm. of your core, mm-hmm. uh, the sacred center of your mm-hmm. core, the secret center of your mm-hmm. core, and, and speak heart to heart with God, um, asking for simply the grace to to listen mm-hmm. and to encounter him uh, and in that yeah finding strength to live true it's awesome yeah it's just really truly i just stand in awe before the beauty of it yeah. in my own soul and the soul of others and not to be afraid of it but just to take mm-hmm. the lord's hand and let him lead you deeper into it amen yeah amen i love that sister mm-hmm Amen. Well, should we close with a prayer? Amen. Okay. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, we thank you and we praise you for we are wonderfully made. We thank you that we are little icons of you, of your life, your image, your glory. We ask for every grace to receive this gift, to reverence this gift, to live true to this gift. And we just ask for every grace to lean more deeply into the gift of 
ourselves that you have fashioned and to reverence that in others as well. We just praise you as we say glory be to the Father, Father, to to the the Son, and to the the Holy Spirit, Spirit, as as it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Our Lady of Victory, pray for us. Amen. Father, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Spirit. Amen. God bless and keep all of you. We're praying for you. And see you next time. There it is. This was Let Love Podcast with the Sisters of Life, a religious community of women consecrated for the protection of the sacredness of human life. Be assured of our prayers and learn more at sistersoflife.org.